two verses we're going to read. Amos chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. <clears throat> Thus he showed me, and behold, the Lord stood upon a wall made by a plumb line. Everybody say a plumb line. With a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said unto me, Amos, what seest thou? And I said, a plumb line. Then said the Lord, Behold, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will not again pass by them any more. The Lord, in verse number 7, stood upon a wall made by a plumb line. So tonight, I just want to talk about on this subject just for the next however long the Lord allows me. We're going to talk about building truth. Building truth. Amen. We're going to, I'm going to ask the Lord to help us tonight. I need the Lord to help me tonight. Amen. And I want the Lord to speak to our hearts that we could take something from his word and apply it to our lives this week. Can we ask the Lord to do that tonight? Lord, we love you. My God, I'm asking for your grace and mercy. God, you are so faithful. You are so magnificent. Lord, I'm asking that you would allow the Holy Ghost to flow freely in this place tonight. God, anoint my lips of clay today. I, I pray that you would help me to deliver what's on my heart. God, I pray that you would help me to say it as only you would have it to be said. God, anoint our ears to hear what you have to say in this place tonight. We magnify you and we praise your holy name today, Jesus. We exalt you, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said amen. Praise God. You can be seated tonight. Amen. How many of you guys have ever heard of a plumb line? Brother Tuffy? Figured he would have. Nobody else? Brother Mendez? Sure you had. I, I used to use plumb lines when we were setting up footers. We would go find, actually go find, uh, different areas, and if we needed to drill into the ground, we would find an area, and we would have a stake, and we would drop a, a plumb line, and we would just drop it, because we knew that gravity would allow it to fall in one place. I was going to stop tonight and grab a plumb line. They still sell them, believe it or not, and uh, you can buy them at Home Depot, and uh, they're very, they're very basic. Um, most plumb lines, if, if you if you think of an actual plumb line, they, the ones that I think of, they look like a upside down bell. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, they, they come down to a point, yep. And they're, they're made out of lead or something very dense. Mm -hmm. And so we use lasers today, right, to, to find where straight is. And I guess another thing that we could use uh, that would that we actually really use in place of a plumb line would be one of these things. And this is called level, right? You guys all know what this is. And I'm I'm not trying to be too simple tonight, but I use this I use this a lot. I use it to hang pictures. I use it to uh, to build boxes. I used it to build those steps. But guess what? I I, I messed up on one of those steps. And how I cut it, so don't look too hard at those steps. I was going to show you how, how the level works, but you can't use it on them. <clears throat> Email us. Let's see if I did all right here. 
Hey, look, that's not too bad at all. At least the bubble's between the lines. But essentially what happens is gravity settles that bu bubble dead center of those two lines. And when it's dead center, that means, hey, I've met, I've met my level. And uh, if you're trying to put something up sideways, um, if you're trying to plumb a wall, anybody ever heard that term before? Plumb a wall? No? Well, Tori, you haven't ever heard Dad say that? Well, in order to plumb a wall, you got to use a level on the two-by-fours and make sure that those walls, those, those two-by-fours are plumb. And, uh, or true, that's another term folks will use. Make sure those walls are true. But you know, I may end up, end up buying one and hanging it somewhere in here. I'm not sure yet. A plumb line. Because I, I, want us to, I want us to be focused on this plumb line that the Lord talked about in, in the book of Amos. Now, there's only about four other scriptures that I, I, I can think of off the top of my head where, where plumb line was used in the scripture. Um, they are all Old Testament references, but there are some references in the New Testament. We're going to get to those in a little while about whether or not this needing to be true or plumb is necessary for us as Christians today. And I, I submit to you already, absolutely, we need to be true. Amen. There, there is one thing in this life that we know is always going to be true and always going to be plumb, and that is what? The Holy Ghost. Somebody said that. Jesus. That's exactly right. And we're, we're going to get scripture for bo both of these statements here in just a few minutes. But the goal is... Here, here in this passage of scripture, we have Amos, who was, a, who was an Old, Old Testament prophet. Now, I, I got a question for you guys. How many of you guys know the difference between the minor and the major prophets? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, go ahead. One was more talked about than the others? What's that? That's, that's the key right there. One talked more. Than the others, um, so major prophets are the length of the book, not whether or not God used them in a be, in, in a more major way. Does that make sense? And so, <laughs> or they were just long-winded, kind of like I am sometimes. Amen. It took them a lot more words to get out what 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 they were trying to say. Amen. And so Isaiah, Jeremiah, these men were major prophets. You got Obadiah, who was pretty short-winded, one chapter. And uh, I think I said the other day in Sunday school that Amos and Jude were kind of at a run between uh, which one has, uh, which one's longer, which one's the shorter book. And I was totally mistaken. It was Obadiah and Jude, not Amos and Jude. There's nine chapters in Amos, <laughs> just so you know. Um, so I always want to be able to be up forthright and make sure that I tell you guys when I mess something up, all right? I messed that one up and it was Sunday school. Amen. I wasn't under the unction of the Holy Ghost, obviously. Amen. <clears throat> but the Lord, as, as I began, in fact, uh, I, I was reading through these verses again on the way home today. And as, as I read through chapter 7 of Amos, um, just an interesting book. There's a lot of stuff going on in Amos. Um, but when it got down to chapter 7, Amos was there, and he saw the Lord with a plumb bob, I call it a plumb bob, a plumb line, in his hand. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Donnie, have you ever heard of a plumb line? Plumb line? A plumb line? Yeah, have you used one before? Yeah. See? All, all these young people have no idea what they are. Uh-huh. Yep. That's it. That's how we used it often. See, he made it sound even more intellectual than I did. But we, we use it a lot. I mean, it's, really, it's really a string with a heavy item on the bottom with a point on it. And if you, and if you were to look at the bottom of that, that helps you line things up to make sure that your whole entire line is straight, right? The Lord was standing there. Can, who's got the control tonight? Mom does. Can you go to verse 7 again? I know I'm, I'm doing this more like my Sunday morning Bible study, so bear with me here a little bit, all right? I am who I am. I can't change. Thus he showed me, and behold, the Lord stood upon a wall made by a plumb line. So you've got to imagine with me, he's, he's there, and the Lord shows him something. You've got to imagine this is a string, all right? And the Lord's standing there with a plumb line against the wall. Showing Amos, this is a plumb wall. That's what it says, right? Stood upon a wall made by a plumb line with a plumb line in his hand. He's showing them, hey, this wall was made true. It's made perfectly. And when God says something is made perfect, right, that, that's pretty, you, you probably pretty much take that to the bank. And you can cash it, and you're not going to worry about somebody coming after you later to come and get that anymore. But God said it was a plumb wall. It was true. It was straight. And he said in the next verse, he said, and you know what? I'm setting up a plumb line, and I'm setting up a plumb wall, <laughs> And I'm going to make sure that you know what it looks like so that you can tell my people what this is supposed to look like. And you're going to instruct them. You're going to teach them how to make a wall that's like what I have showed you. Does that make sense tonight? And so here we have Amos is going to have to go and proclaim. The next thing you find is God said, I, I am going to put a plumb line in the midst of my people. And I am going to put it there so that I can make sure that they all know what they can line up to. Now, if God puts something in your life that is sure, you better hang on to it, my friend. You better get a hold of it, and you better not, you better not deviate from it. I was reading uh, an article Forgive me, I was reading on the way here from the office today and uh, I was in bumper to bumper traffic reading this article from this guy and, and he, he, was, he, was, he, was, um, he had a lot of good stuff to say but one of the things that he stated was that people are, are always looking at the negative side of why we need a plumb line in our life and I guarantee you that they are and there are some people, Brother Mendez, that they're carrying that plumb line around. And they're walking over to you, and when you walk by, they're saying, wow, look at you. 
Man, you don't even, you don't even get close. What's wrong with you, man? And every time, look, I'm not trying to build a church on a bunch of judgmental people that are looking at everybody saying, hey, hey, you, you, need, to, you need to get straight. You're not even close. Now let me tell you something. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue from the day till the day that I die. I'm going to be continually trying to line up to what God has put in my life. He said, hey, this is what plum looks like to you, son. This is what plum looks like in your life. And guess what? He's, he's always consistent. We talked about this Sunday. He's always consistent. And when God begins to, to work in your life, and when God sets some things as true in the Scripture, honey, you better line up to what that is or do your best to line up to what it is. Guess what? God will give you the let me ask you guys, you've all heard grace, right? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. I submit to you it's not the unmerited favor of God. It's the, it's the strength of God and the ability of God that he gives to you to allow you to become true. I want to be like God. I long to be like God. I want to abide in the mercies of God forever. Did you guys know that the Bible tells us what it is to be good? I didn't put this one in the list of scriptures. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> the list of scriptures, this is why it's bad to open your phone no matter where you're at. But the scripture teaches us in in. Come on now. Help me out. In Micah, chapter number six, and I think it's verse number eight. Here we go. Micah chapter six and verse number eight. This scripture came to me while I was praying, so that's why it's on my phone. He has showed thee, O man, what is good. Micah the prophet said, God has shown us what is good. How many of you guys want to know what is good? <laughs> really simple. It's simple to say, maybe not so simple to live. But he has showed me, Micah said, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. You know, there are times, Sister Jasmine, that I am pretty hard-nosed about some stuff. Don't ask my kids. Because they will tell you, there are some things that I just, I can be hard-nosed. And sometimes I can be so hard-nosed, Sister Celia, that there are times that I'm so hard-nosed that I am going to argue my point. I'm going to argue my point. I'm going to argue my point whether I'm right or wrong. And I hate being wrong. And I'll fight for it, and I'll, I'll stand my ground. 
But that's not loving mercy. That's not, that's not giving God praise in my life. That's not walking humbly with the Lord. Can I get a witness tonight? I want to do what is good. I want to do what is required of the Lord. He set before me a standard. He gave me something to go off of. I'm talking there. There are things out there in this world that they're vying for our attention, Donnie, on a regular basis. But what we have to do, Brother Tuffy, is we've got to find, go back to what God said is true. And we got to measure ourselves off of what's true. And we got to see, are we lining up to what he has to say? How can I know what he has to say if I'm not reading his book? If I'm not reading the blueprints that he's given me for my own life? I've got to dig into this thing. He's given me the direction to, to begin to measure off and make sure that I'm building the walls accurately and making sure that they're on a firm foundation. I began to think about all of this, and, and, and as I was thinking about this all the way home after I read the article <laughs> driving down the road, um, thank God for his protecting hand. But I, I, I began to think, Brother Mendez, what it was like. I helped build a 7,000-square-foot home, and that was something else. We had to figure out, we, didn't, we, we had to figure out uh, where we wanted it in position with the street, how, how high we wanted the elevation of, of the main floor. All of these things went through my mind. And we had to sit down and we actually had to look at the blueprints. And the blueprints gave us every clear direction of where to put what. And in fact, we, the surveyors came out and they gave us what's called a plot plan. And on that plot plan, it had different measurements of you got to pull this far out from the street and, and you measure this far out and then, then you're going to put your first peg there. And in fact, they actually did it for us because that's what they were paid to do, right? The surveyors come out and they set all the corners of the house and we had to find them and we had to measure off of those because those were true measurements. And we knew that we could go off of those because somebody using some technology that is far and above what a single little tape measure could do. You, you, you bearing with me now? God gave us the tools that we need. And there's so much more wisdom that he has knowing what the whole picture of my life is going to look like. That he says, hey, I've put some precepts in the scripture that you can, you can measure off of and you can begin to build off of those things. And then he, then he takes it a bit further. In, in fact, uh, I would say some folks and some of the things I was reading online about the plumb line and, and how restrictive it can be in our lives. And let me tell you something. Living for God and trying to please God is not a restriction to me because I love him. I love him with everything that I have. The first and greatest commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord your God with all that you are. Soul, spirit, mind, strength, doesn't matter what aspect you're talking about. You've got to love God with everything that you have. 
And if you really love God with all that you have, then whatever I find in the scripture that pricks my heart. The Lord told the apostle Paul before when he was Saul, he was riding to Damascus on a horse and he knocked and he got knocked to the ground from the from the glory of God that shone round about him and and he was on the ground and the next thing he, he looks up and he said, "What is it, Lord?" And the Lord said, "Hey, Saul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks." That's exactly right. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Amen, Brother Carlos. <laughs> Amen. Just looking right at me. Amen. Distractions all over the place tonight. Amen. But let me tell you something. When the Lord pricks you in, in your hearts, you ought not push those aside and try to ignore those things. That's God saying, hey, I'm giving you some more true measurements to build from. I'm giving you some more direction in your life. And as I began to think about this whole concept of having a plumb line and, and making sure that I'm true, I'm building my life, uh, spiritually speaking, true to what God has in store for me, I began to wonder, and I, I, I alluded to this passage of scripture maybe this past Sunday or a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember, but, but I want to take us to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I want to read to you five verses of scripture here. And I want you to see here, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 through 15. Amen. If you want to see this in your Bible, I want you to be able to turn to that. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, <clears throat> verses 10 through 15. The Bible says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, what? A wise master builder. What does a wise master builder do? He follows instructions. He follows the guides, the standards that are laid out within the plans. I have laid the foundation, God said, and another builds thereon. But let every man take heed how he builds thereon. Verse 11, for other foundation can no man lay than that is already laid. What is that foundation? Jesus Christ. Verse 12, now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, stubble. The next verse says, every man's work, abide which he has built, thereupon he, has, he shall receive a reward. And the next verse states, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Now think about what we just read. We go back. To verse 13, I believe it is. 
Now, if any man build upon this foundation. Now, what's the foundation we're building on? Jesus Christ. All right, so he's the foundation. We're not talking about any other foundation. We're talking about those who are Holy Ghost filled now. All right, we're on the same page. We're talking about the Holy Ghost filled Christians that have received the Holy Ghost through repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost as evidence by speaking in other tongues. We're talking about true Christians that have a true foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And then we go to the next verse, and the Bible says, I don't know what's going on. Every man's work, there we go, shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Now what, what were the options or the, the, the types of, of different items that they could use to build? Now, if you get this in different translations, they're going to say as opposed to or um, there's a differentiation between gold, silver, and precious stones or wood, hay, or stubble because you go on later in the, in the next couple of verses and you find, he says, okay, if anything in your house that you are building spiritually can be burnt, then you're going to know if you use the right material or not. Now, what's beautiful about it is it says that you're not going to be lost. Remember seeing that scripture? You're not going to be lost. But you will be saved because of the fire. Now, how many of us like to go through fires? not comfortable is it I'm not excited look I've had a house fire before and it wasn't fun it didn't burn down thank, thank the Lord but it got hot enough that it melted all of our clothing it melted all of the inside of the building and so they had to go in and reconstruct much of the house before we could move back in we were, we were, we were living five of us, six of us Jared was born at that point. Six of us were living in a two-bedroom apartment with one bathroom in there. And uh, we weren't used to a one-bathroom, two-bedroom apartment. But after two months of living, I th at least it was two months of living there while they re renovated the house that we were renting at the time, God was good to us. But it wasn't fun. But all the stuff that got destroyed had to be removed and it had to be replaced. And believe it or not, the cause of the fire was because the house wasn't up to code and they had, it was gasoline. It, so if you know anything about Missouri, it's, it was one of them houses where the garage was in the basement, right? And you drive into the basement. Well, that's where we stored our gasoline for our lawnmowers and, and all of that. My mom had gone downstairs and she had grabbed some stuff next to the gas can. 
and the gas can fell over and leaked onto the floor and began to flow with the grade of the floor to the water, to the drain, like it's supposed to. But in this house, the thing that was next to the drain was the hot water tank that was sitting flat, the, 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 the fire pan underneath it was sitting flat on the ground, not, a, not sitting on raised stilts like most of them are. And when the gasoline got close to the pilot light, that's what ignited the fire. Well, guess what? When it exposed the fault, and when we got back in the house, they, they fixed the problem. They put a, the right kind of stilts under it so that it would be raised, so they wouldn't do that again, theoretically. But the right things were put back in. New things had to replace the old nasty things that were destroyed. So it is with our walk with God. Sometimes, Brother Tuffy, we have to go through, we have to go through the fire. But it's just God saying, hey, did you build with stone? Did you build with precious, precious stones or gold or silver? Did you, did you build with something that you know is going to last? Or did you just fill in where you could with, with stuff that, so you could get the job done? And God said, hey, I'm going to come periodically and I'm going to try your work from time to time and I'm going to find out if you're building the right way or the wrong way. We always wondered, hey, why do we have to go through trials? Well, it's just simply God is trying the material that we're using in the home. He's refining us. That's a whole other message, brother. I can't get sidetracked there. Amen. But that is a beautiful thing. If God sends the fire, you ought not get discouraged. You ought to get excited. Hey, God's trying to make sure I'm going to make it all the way. Now, the only way that you could be lost when the fire comes is if you throw your hands up and say, what is it worth this? Every time that I get things built up, then the fire comes and it destroys stuff. And let me tell you something. If you don't want the fire to destroy your, your, your walk with God, why don't you build it with the right stuff? Why don't you go back to the plumb line and find out how am I supposed to build the things that God wants in my life? Amen. Amen. He gave me direction. He's given me help. He's given me hope. Amen. And if I will build with gold or silver or precious stones things that will last, I know that everything's going to be all right. Amen. I'm so thankful today. Amen. I began to think about all of this, and, and I'm going to wrap it up with these last few scriptures in Ephesians chapter number 2. Amen. Verse number 19. I went one too far, but Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. I want you to see here. I, I got it here in the King James, and then I got it in the NIV. I'm going to show you both of them. But the scripture tells me, Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together. You can't convince this preacher that God doesn't care how you live your life for him. Amen. The scripture is very clear. Hey, I 
have a plan for your life. I have direction for your life. Will you surrender yourself to me? Amen. God has a plan to build you such a beautiful, amen. uh, God has a plan to use you in a mighty way. If you will somehow submit yourself to him, amen. Let the building be fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. I begin, uh, you got to consider this. I'm not going to be much longer. Amen. In fact, Sister Tori, you want to come. Amen. I'm going to read this other version in just a moment. But but the reason that we are building this house is not to be uh, uh, not for us. It's not for our neighbor. It's not for our husband or our wife. It's not for our siblings. It's not for our parents. Amen. I'm not building this thing. Amen. This this relationship. This house founded upon Jesus Christ. Amen. For myself, I'm building it so that God can habitate. <laughs> Inhabit in my life. He is looking for a place to live. We could, we could say, you know, I'll just, I'll get it cleaned out and make it just right. But look, I believe God deserves more than just just a happy-go-lucky attitude and I believe God deserves more than just a, ah, that's good enough. No, Brother Tuffy, I've done a lot of construction in my life. There's a lot of times we use the old eyeball to make sure things look all right. But you know how many times after we used our eyeball and then we put a tape measure out there and found out how bad off my eye really is? It looks straight. To the naked eye, it looked perfect. But if I were to put a straight edge down these chairs right now, they wouldn't be straight as they somewhat look from my eye right here right now. And I don't believe that we should, I don't believe that we should eyeball our relationship with God. He's given us precepts. He's given us, I know this word takes on a bad, a bad uh, stigma in, in, in some churches, but, but we have the standard right here. What can I measure up to? It's right here in this book. You're not measuring up to me. Because what if, Brother Tuffy, if you measured up to me, and you thought you were doing okay. Look, I'm not Jesus. And the Bible didn't told told us said if you if you're judging yourselves amongst yourselves, you're not wise. And you need somehow, some way, to not do that. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying not to get too sidetracked, but I just want us to understand we have one to whom we should be measuring against, and that's Jesus. He is the sure foundation. He is true. And as I began to read the NIV version of this, I want, I want to read this to you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19, verse, verse 19 says, 
Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together. In him, Jesus Christ. In him, the whole building is joined together and it rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. That tells me you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost in order to begin building upon this foundation we're talking about. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his I am thankful tonight uh, amen that I can I can I, he has entrusted me with the ability in my life to say all right I'm going to I'm going to give you what you need I'm going to give you the direction that you need I'm going to point you in the direction that you should go and I'm going to give you the tools that you need if you'll just listen and obey amen you can build a house that will withstand the fire you will build a home in which the Holy Ghost can dwell in your life. Amen. I've been listening online to the bishop teach on Tuesday nights. Amen. Understanding. It's, help me, huh? Understanding separation. I, I know at one time we were talking about understanding holiness uh, when, when we were talking about his book, but he said understanding separation. Amen. Look, this isn't, this isn't just about going through a list of, of do's and don'ts. Amen. Although those, those standards are what help guide our lives in the right direction. It's what helps us build the temple that the Lord can dwell in. What? Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Don't you know this? The Apostle Paul said. This is, should be common knowledge. Amen. Romans, and, and, and as I, uh, I used this last scripture, Romans, amen, I'm going to read this one to you. I'm not going to try to quote it because I can butcher it pretty good. Amen, Romans chapter number 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost wants you to build a proper building. Spiritually speaking, Jesus told the disciples at the end of, of, his, of his lesson in, in Matthew chapter number uh, I want to. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but but he got finished teaching. And he said, "Some will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, we have cast devils out in your name, we've healed people in your name. Hey, Amen. How, how can you turn us away?" And Jesus said, I, I, "I'm going to tell them, depart from me, you, you workers of iniquity. Depart from me. I've never knew, knew you." And when he finished talking about that, he compared two men. One wise and one foolish. And these men, the way that he depicted them in this parable was they were building a house. And the success of one versus the other depended on one thing. And that was whether or not they listened 
and did and obeyed what the word told him. One man did. He built his house upon the rock. The storms come, the waters raged, the wind blew, and the house stood sure. I have a feeling there was a plumb line or two used in that man's house. But the next guy, I almost went and grabbed some random boards from the house and brought my my uh, brad nailer and just put some stuff together just, just to show you. If you use precision, you're going to get a precise built precisely. Well, Brother Tuffy's good at building nice, beautiful cabinets. Me, on the other hand, I'm not so precise. I'll, I'm honest with you. I was a concrete guy. I didn't have to be precise. It just had to hold the concrete in. That's all. But the difference in our relationship with God has to be, you can't just be satisfied with being a concrete man and holding the concrete in the forms. When you're all finished, you got to have a nice, beautiful kind of cabinet built out, beautifully handcrafted. So somebody can sit out there and on display. People can pat you on the back. It's not what that's about, but God would be proud to live in that vessel. I pray somehow I'm reaching somebody's heart tonight. I know I've been I've been very low key tonight. I know I've been I know I've been very interactive tonight, but I, I'm hoping somehow you can feel the heart of this preacher that, that's just calling out and saying, Hey, this isn't just this isn't just somebody that, that, that wants to control our lives, but this is this is God who wants us to live with him forever. That's what eternity is. It's forever. We can live forever. We will live forever. My question is, is he going to live in your heart from now until eternity? Or if he were to come into your life right now, and live in the building that you've built to him, for him. Will he be ashamed? Just depends. Did you follow directions? Did you listen? Did you obey? Jesus said one thing. He said, I wonder, I wonder when the Son of Man shall return, will I find faith in the earth? It's unfortunate in my mind. I'm not saying that we're horrible individuals. All I'm saying is it's unfortunate sometimes I think we depend upon ourselves more than we turn and we depend on God. And the first thing that we should be building in our walk with God is that faith. I don't have time tonight. I'm really closing. But Peter talked about add to your faith that's the first thing I've got to add to my faith and then once I've got finished building the faith portion of my house I've got to build another portion of my house maybe it's time for me to pull that lesson out again and teach it but I, I, I want us to I want us to stand tonight and I want us to consider the things that we've talked about tonight will you go back to the plumb line 
God's put in our life and check the house again? Is it true? Are you still building truth? Or has it become too, bore, too boring to do those things? God, I want to be true. I want to be faithful. Can we talk to the Lord for a few moments here tonight before we finish and wrap up this service? Lord, I'm asking you to help us tonight. God, I want to be true. God, in everything that I do and everything that I say, when you look down on my life, God, and you see the building that I have erected before you, God, I want you to look down and I want you to be proud because, Lord, I built from the, the standards that you placed in my life. I built, God, from the, the, the direction that you gave me, God, from your word. God, I'm asking somehow that as we yield ourselves to you, Lord, and as we seek, God, your direction, God, that you would help us to grow. God, to walk humbly with you, to do justly, God, and to, to, to love mercy, God, every day of our life that we can walk according to your precepts. God, that we can be the vessels that you could use. Oh, that's it. Let's talk to the Lord for a few moments here this morning, this evening. God, I magnify you in this house, Jesus. Lord, I'm asking God, help us to grow together. Help us, God, to be, God, the vessels, God, that you have put together, that we can grow, Lord, and that you could abide in our midst, Lord, that you could do a work in this community, Lord, through the people who have fallen in love with you, and God, that you have begun building oh, up together, Lord, in, in unity and in faith. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. We praise you. Can we love him tonight? Can we just lift up our voices and begin to magnify the Lord? Oh, I love you, Jesus. God, I thank you for your grace and mercy today. You're worthy to receive honor, Jesus. You're worthy to receive honor. I magnify you. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. Oh. tonight can you sing it with us tonight Lord I give you my heart I give you my soul I live for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm Time, sing, Lord, I give you. 
Friday, 